Hey, this is Gary Peel from the band Boston, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Good morning, this is Janine, and you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Standing by to join us is Sean Avery, who's written a book called Ice Capades with Michael McKinley. It's a memoir of fast living and tough hockey. The former National Hockey League bad boy, Sean Avery, was raised in a small town in Canada. He loved playing hockey more than anything from the age of five. He became the only NHL hockey star to also work for Anna Wintour's Vogue. His memoir is not about growing up under starry winter skies playing on frozen ponds with a hot chocolate chaser. Instead, he offers a candid, uncensored account of high living, low behavior in the NHL. Avery's known as a self-proclaimed agitator who specialized in shaking things up and sparking his teams on to victory with his brash play, scathing trash talk, and carefully calculated fights. Avery was, for many of his 13 pro seasons, one of the most hated men in the NHL. But he was also one of the most popular players among fans in New York, Los Angeles, Dallas, and Detroit. And now, here's Sean Avery. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Sean Avery. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm good, Janine. Thanks for having me. Very intrigued by your book. So tell me, what made you decide to put it all out there in this book? Well, I originally went to market to try and sell a book. Um, there was a book called Real Men Eat Quiche. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to do a modern-day version of that book. And when I went in with publishers, they said, no, you know, we, we want the memoir. We want the juicy stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody handed me a copy of Jim Bouton's Ball Four, okay. which I think is one of the best athlete memoirs ever written. I went home and read it, and the seas parted for me. And I saw that that was the template that I needed to work off of, and I needed to, to write um, the modern-day version, but better, Love it. of what Bowden did, and, and that's how it kind of was born. Cool. So what are some misconceptions people have of you? Because you talk about how, you know, you played to the crowd pretty much, you know, and uh, what, what would people be surprised to know about you? Well, I think... It's tough for people to really understand who an athlete is by watching them play a game. Right. You know, there's a lot of levels to it. You're one. You're you're the great thing that I think about sports is you're given a jersey and you're allowed to do things that you're not allowed to do in your regular life. Mm-hmm. You're you're given permission to do those things, and for me that was amazing because I was always an active kid who, you know, was always looking for a little bit of trouble somewhere, and now. I've got this sport where they, they say, you're, you're allowed to do that. We encourage it. So that was amazing. Yeah. And I think for me in my regular life, you know, hopefully you would get it out of your system as much as possible so that when you put your street clothes on, and certainly in New York, I walk around and I try and be a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. I try and enjoy the city on a daily basis. I enjoy the frustrations of the city. I enjoy the people and how they interact so I think if somebody was to see me during the day in my regular life, they'd be a little bit surprised because, you know, I open the door for, for people. I'm still the guy that, that waits at the red light on the crosswalk. You know, I'm not halfway <laughs> in the middle of the street. Like Thank goodness, Sean. New Yorker, yeah. <laughs> so 
that's kind of the, the thing that I think the misconception that people have is that I'm this, you know, lunatic on a, yeah. on a 24-hour basis. Right. Well, I grew up in New York, and uh, you can't be a, a, a lunatic. There are plenty of lunatics, you know, yeah. and you want to keep <laughs> it, you know, keep it under wraps. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like you didn't want to bring your, you know, hockey life into your regular life. And w- what was it like um, switching gears? Well, there's a great line in uh, in the movie Big Short mm-hmm. that Ryan Gosling says. They, they stop the movie and they slow pan to him and he says, uh, I didn't hang out with these guys. I hung out with my fashion friends. <laughs> and I, I thought it was an amazing line and a great movie. And that was... That was kind of my mentality. Is I spent eighty percent, ninety percent of my time with my teammates, and for me to make the transition after the game, I I needed to have some interests, and I was in this position where I could meet all of these interesting people because of my day job, right. and I took advantage of it, and and I and I don't regret any of those relationships, and I had a blast meeting all those people, and they're still my friends today, more so than my my peers on 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 the ice right it sounds like you just didn't want your life just to be hockey you were looking to open up to other things i mean tell me about how you became an intern at vogue how that came about well one it was the easiest place to to meet all the pretty girls i bet (laughs) Uh, so that was one box that i checked right off the bat yeah the second one was i was just interested in understanding what went on in these magazines because at that point they started to become a little bit more mainstream for athletes. Athletes started to express themselves through clothes a little bit more and I wanted to just get behind the scenes and see what was going on so I wrote a letter to Anna Wintour, um, uh, one of her uh, assistants, one of her famed assistants wrote back and they said that there was a little bit of a vetting process that needed to happen prior so I met with uh, some of her um, editors and, and main editors and, and I got the green light and they let me come in and I, I did a month internship where I, I was there every day and uh, did everything from bringing people coffee to carrying garment bags across the city. Uh, it, it was great. Did it change your perspective on things? I mean, it was a completely yeah. different scenario for you. No, it, it, it was interesting because it made me realize, one, how lucky of a situation I was in because I was watching people that also loved what they did but certainly weren't paid and rewarded on a a level that professional athletes get paid right so it was it put it into perspective really about how lucky uh, i was to be a professional athlete and it made me realize how hard you had to keep working because the value of a dollar is 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 a different reality in the real world right especially you're walking around new york and you see the various levels of, you know, whatever, yeah. income. Yeah. And, and you know, like I said, I grew up in New York, and there are parts that are people are just so, you know, down on their luck. It's a very expensive city. Yeah. Yeah, there's ups and downs in the city. I think uh, right now there's a big problem, and we're seeing it, the influx of, of homeless people. And, and, you know, on a certain level, we're all equal in this city. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all on the streets. We're all interacting. Um, I got into a little bit of trouble a while ago because I was I was messing around on Snapchat where I was waking people up that were sleeping on the street. That's not good. What made you do that? 
I think that one, I got caught up in this in this whole social media game of yeah. trying to to do the next best thing of like getting followers and making sure people were were liking my photos, that yeah. whole thing. But part of it also is my mentality is when when you step on the street in New York, I don't look at us as different classes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it sounds like a terrible excuse, but. I feel like we're all kind of the same. And so if I see a guy sleeping on the street, it could be me. You know, I don't know. I'm not that far away from it. Okay. Um, So to your point earlier, I think it's very visible to see the different classes in New York City. We're uh, uh, an inch away from each other. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, to be able to interact and live in this city it's not an easy thing and it's something that i really don't take for granted any time ever do you feel there's you know i'm hearing you talk about how you understand you're more affluent and successful than others but do you feel like you need to give back to show how you appreciate that i think that i think that you do and i think that um you know, you can do that in different ways. Some people just write a check, mm-hmm. and and they hope that that's what they're what they're supposed to do. Others, you know, I I was the first professional athlete to stand up and do a PSA for marriage equality. I saw that. So that's great. W- we have social responsibilities, no question about it. I think that everyone does it in a way that's comfortable to themselves, and I think that as long as you're doing it. You know, it's going to make the world a better place. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not difficult to help each other. You know, it's, that's the easiest thing we can do. Do you feel like there's any part of you that's changed as a result of leaving the NHL and, you know, taking on different roles? I think that um, I'm starting to embrace the challenge of of regular life. You know, it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's I, I am, I'm embracing the the uh, challenge to 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 balance it because when you're a professional athlete, you're told when to wake up, you're told when to eat, you're told what to say, you're told where to say it, you're told how to say it, and you're told you know when you cannot say it anymore. And that's the day that they say we don't need you, and thank you for your service, and we've paid you plenty, so we don't have any guilt. Right. Now you got to go on with your life. <clears throat> and you're thinking, now what? And you're thinking, now what? And I think that that was always something that was in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And I just tried to do my best to prepare myself by keeping myself open to everything. You know, there was nothing that, you know, I, I, I had gay friends, straight friends, black friends, white friends, purple friends. I just tried to suck everything in that I could. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that that's one thing athletes don't do because they're afraid to do it because, you know, uh, the, the teams pay you a lot of money to do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And when you do other things, they get very, very distracted by it. Case in point, Colin Kaepernick is, is, a, is a prime example oh, right yeah. now. Yeah. So. What do you think of that? I think that uh, it was an incredibly brave moved by one guy that mm-hmm. now has become extremely watered down and, and confusing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not really sure what the movement is now. Um, I think it's all about being original, 
but then it's all about being united. At least if you're going to do it, you know, and follow and become part of that movement, then don't waver. I understand. Just, just choose which one you're going with. Right. And I think that that's where it's it's become a little bit broken in, in, in the after effects over the last few months. Mm-hmm. So my show is called Get the Funk Out, and we all go through these ups and downs, personal, professional, Uh career, whatever. You know, you had a certain persona, as I said earlier, on the ice, and when you got off, it's like people don't, they think they know you, but they don't. How how do you, how did you uh, face these ups and downs? And I'm sure you've gone through your own funks. Yeah, I mean, I think the grounding part of, going through these ups and downs is I was always fine. I was always secure with where I was personally. As long as whatever I was doing at that moment, I was working hard. I was outworking whoever I was pinned up against, whether it was, you know, trying to, I had a couple of restaurants in New York City, whether we were the new kids on the block opening a restaurant, I made sure that we did it better than anyone else was doing it. And I think that if it failed, what am I going to do? I'm not going to beat myself up about it. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go to bed knowing I threw everything I had into it. And, and the things that didn't work, I couldn't control anyways. That's good. So why dwell? Yeah. I was reading that um, telling Sean Avery he can't do something will pretty much guarantee that he'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. does that come from? Um, I was always the smallest guy growing up. And they always told me that I was going to be too small to play. When I came in the league, it was a big man's league. It was all about size and strength. And I just had that chip on my shoulder from the time I was 11 till I made it when I was 20. And it never went away. Because, you know, part of me at that point, I realized that was my fuel. And why would I fix what, what's not broken at that point? It's always worked for me. That's great. A certain grit yeah. and resilience that you yeah. keep with you. Yeah. 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 What is... And then, go ahead. You know, when you fail, when you fail, it doesn't matter at that point because you put everything you had into it. So what else are you going to do? Are you going to beat yourself up that you made the, a wrong decision at, at a certain point? I, I mean, yeah, if you had a time machine, you could fix that. But how would you have known? But if you if you made the decision and you didn't, work hard at putting all the facts down, then you can beat yourself up. But that's because you weren't prepared. Right. But but if you're prepared, it's, you know, it usually works out. Do you have some things that are on a bucket list of yours that you really want to do next? Um, yeah, I'd like to act in a Broadway play. Ooh. I think that's the, the number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to have a baby. That would be great. That's coming up mm-hmm. soon, hopefully. Um, I would... <sighs> Those are the ones I can think of right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's cool. Let me just add that um, I have kids, and it's a total game changer. <laughs> yeah. You can't believe how much you're going to fall in love with this child, and all of a sudden you become like, wow, the world isn't just about me. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was never a dog person and, until I got a dog. Yeah. And that was kind of the first step. And it's scary because I would take a bullet for my dog. Uh, Literally. Wait, wait till you have so a kid. <laughs> I can't even imagine. 
Uh, I can't even imagine. It's scary to even think about letting them out the out of the house. It's humbling. It's humbling, and you just learn to really, honestly, not be selfish with your time. Like you might get invited to this, that, and the other thing, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Very cool. What What would you like people to take away from this book? Um, I think everybody likes to give it to the man a little bit. You know. Mm-hmm. And. I think people like to live vicariously through people that that did give it to the man, so to speak, or the woman. Not let's not, you know, the 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 just giving it to that higher authority. Right. And I think that I I always I always gave it to them. I always did it the way that I thought it was needed to be done, based on educating myself and being a rational person and knowing right and wrong. And sometimes I chose wrong, but I didn't ever make the same mistake twice. And I think that was one thing that that I was focused on when writing this to make sure people can understand that it's also okay to make mistakes. You know, you can't go through life with a perfect record. It's impossible. So I think that that, if, if anything, people, maybe they can get some motivation from it or assurance. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me just ask you before we wrap. Um, why why is it that in a hockey game so many players are fighting? <laughs> well, I think that it's it's the it's the most violent sport that's a continuation. So football, you know, you play a play and then it's dead. Mm-hmm. In hockey, you don't. You have this constant movement that could go on for. 10 minutes uninterrupted. A lot can happen in 10 minutes. There's a lot of uh, animosity. There's a lot of anger being brewed and stirred. You don't have the ability to have that whistle temper you. Mm-hmm. And I think that when the, when the emotion hits a boiling point, it's the best way to police the game. Because two men, you know, Laying their gloves down and, 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 and battling is an age-old tradition, and it's the greatest form of Xanax that you could ever imagine for a bunch of 20 to 40 men that are uh, testosterone's going through the roof, and, and to them it's life or death. So I think that that's why there's so much in, in that specific game, of, in the game of hockey. I heard a joke once. I went to a hockey game, and <laughs> I and went a, to a fight, and fight? a game broke out. <laughs> yeah, I went to a fight, and a, a hockey game broke. Yeah, out. that's how it goes. Yeah. 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 So, Sean, Definitely. where can people find out more about you? Well, I think the book is probably the best place. I mean, I lay it all out there. I think uh, I think that's for me. That's where I've kind of tried to answer some questions that maybe some people have. All right, excellent. I want to mention you are on Twitter at I am Sean Avery, and you're on Instagram at I am Sean Avery. Thanks yeah. so much for calling into our studios. I appreciate it. All Thanks. Right. Good luck Thanks to you. Thanks again. Okay, bye-bye. All right, you've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, I am at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. And you can also visit the show blog at getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you want to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org.